welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there's an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me A Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip. It's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is, you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep blocktalk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. It was another week of controversial decisions made by the show's namesake that rattled the fandom. It also marked the end of the straight experiment. It's time to talk all things Drag Race Season 14. And joining me is the only chocolate bar I want, Godiva Romance. Hello! Hi! It's like this chocolate, and this should have been your season. I I literally just said that. I was like, baby, I should have been on this season. There's chocolate involved. Like, There's golden tickets. Like, come Mm -hmm. on. Come on. Um, well, welcome back to the show. It's been some time. How, how have you been? I've been good. I'm still here. I haven't caught in COVID. That's good. Yeah. Uh, as, as my therapist said to me yesterday, it's now turning out to be kind of like a game of dodgeball. Everyone's gotten it. So you're in the back and you're going to get it soon. Yeah, I'm going to get it. But I am vaccinated and everything. So That's like, good. At least That's it won't good. be bad when it does hit. But <laughs> Exactly. I had it. I, I had it once, maybe more times. I don't know. I had it in, in March 2020. So I, I've been around the block. I'm I, hit me again. I'm fine. But, <laughs> I've got. I've got the. I've got the stuff. I've got it. <laughs> but we 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 are here to talk about the latest episode of Drag Race season 14. How have you been enjoying the season so far? You know, I don't know. It really, honestly, it's one of the most like relatable seasons in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like it makes the dream seem more attainable, you know? Absolutely, I get that. Everybody's young and fresh, so it makes you Mm -hmm. feel like, okay, I can do this. I could do it, you know? And it, and it wasn't a bunch of names of like oh my god they've been on the wish list for years no no these are these are these were real people plucked from oblivion yeah. <laughs> yes plucked pluck from their lives <laughs> yeah um, uh, as Maddie said literally fill in vitamins at Staples or, 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 or Target <laughs> wherever it was so let's dive into this episode it was a wild one but Orion's story is over and she left a novel. Georges tries to read it, but informs us that she dropped out of high school. So, <laughs> not surprised. Georges is pissed at herself for being in the bottom two, but she's going to use it to fuel moving forward. She has to stop doubting herself because RuPaul says she was born to do drag. And I want to remind everyone, last time Ru said that um, someone was born to do drag, she crowned Crystal Versace. So, there's that. Bam. Bosco gets praised for winning the challenge. She's walking on sunshine and she has the momentum that she needed. She thinks it's the domino to get the ball rolling. Meanwhile, Cam didn't land in the top three. Wonders if she's just dreaming. With cornbread gone, Deja is taking the shit stirrer role and points out that Daya was not very happy about her placement. Daya's going to say that she wasn't disappointed and tells Deja to not mince her words. She just wanted to know what she could do better after watching the other two girls in her group be in the top. After Daya laments, Deja states that if she yells at her again, she'll beat her ass. 
Okay. Okay, we we those to be fighting words. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jasmine does agree with Deja that Daya is bitter and thinks thinks she should switch her name to Bitter Betty. Unfortunately, that name is taken by a girl on Dragula. Well, Sorry. the rifts are happening as the competition is heating up. All your hoes better watch out. It's not personal, it's drag. It's getting feisty in that room. It really is. Like, there's no more sister, sister now. These these are the girls that really need a hundred thousand dollars. It's like. true. Now, now, are you someone in, in a in a room of quote unquote sisters? Are you the shitster? Do you lean back and take it take in what's going on? Or or are you usually the one people are going after? I will say I'm definitely, I'll definitely sit back. And make mm-hmm. my observations, but mm-hmm. I have been known to chime in a time or two. You know, if something's so, so getting a little too heavy, you're eating the popcorn and then throwing the popcorn at someone's face. Yes, like I'm waiting. I'm putting things in the Rolodex. Like I'm gonna use this later since you let it slip out now. But you know, I love it. No, I don't like to. I'll get in when I fit in, so to speak. That's fair. I'm here for it. Well, it is a new day, and Camden is inching closer and closer to a win. And I'm like, that's really rude of the editors to give her false hope and give us false hope, but that's okay. As the girls talk about the spring runways, Jasmine notes that there hasn't been one thing on the runway that has been bad. And that is called delusion, my dear. (laughs) Is she the booger? She's not the booger. (laughs) No, definitely not. I mean, well, they're all doing some boogery things right now. You know? That's true. <laughs> well, Rue arrives in Leopard to tell everyone that she has to confide in them about Michelle. She has been compulsively shopping online as she was under the influence of a sleeping pill called Glambian. The good news is she has kicked the habit after her time at the Acid Betty Ford Center. Come on, reference to Acid Betty. Remember yes. her? Yes. Remember her? <laughs> Well, after the queens do some terrible reactions, the pit crew arrives with boxes and boxes from Glamazon Prime as it is time for a design challenge. Using the items from the boxes, they must create unconventional looks. This is classic diet Betty Frankenstein drag, as she says. This is what she lives for. With all the boxes sealed, it's going to be a race for whichever um, box they want, which I kind of love. There's no like, oh my God, I want that. They don't know what they're going to get. Just grab some boxes. Exactly. Hope for the best. And as always, it is a free for all. Um, How are you when it comes to late night shopping? It usually happens very, very late at night when Mm -hmm. I've been thinking about buying something for a while Mm -hmm. and like the stars align and converge and I'm just like, we're buying it now. You'll worry about it later. Just buy it. You've been thinking about it. It's keeping you up at night. Buy it. <laughs> exactly. That's kind of how I am. Um, normally how it's been, because I've kind of changed my ways. I'm, I'm growing up now. Um, <laughs> I would get super high and buy things for boys that I liked that had no interest in me ever. Got to buy mm-hmm. their love somehow. <laughs> never works. Work. So I don't have a crush right now. Really? It's, well, I do have one crush. We'll get to that later. Um, but um, I don't really have a crush in real life. So I don't need to buy shit for people. Buy it for your own self. Yeah, I don't. I don't even need anything. So we're saving some money, right? Exactly. That's where I'm at. I'm like, do I need it or do I just want it? And it's gonna end up in the junk pile, like a little bit later. Uh-huh. Right? Exactly. <laughs> well, Jasmine was boohoo hurt after the last sewing challenge, so she hoarded all the boxes so she can make sure she had the material she wanted. The girls are pulling out items and leave it to Lady Camden, who finds the Sunday Riley's good jeans. 
Uh, for those who don't know, that's just good. That is good moisturizer. Um, I got to do um, a product testing for it. Mm-hmm. Best thing I've ever put in my face. Ooh, that yeah. being said, oh my God, please sponsor me Sunday Rally. I will product place you all through this episode. <laughs> you just tell me what you want me to say. That shit is so good. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had it, but oh my God. I I looked 10 years younger. It looks like I was on my 20s again. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Tell them to send you some samples, honey. Please. Well, the way that Carrie describes the items, it's like if you've ever been to a Christmas party at your step parents and you thought you're going to get something great and then you open the box and it's socks and deodorant and the only expensive item is a sonic toothbrush, but you can't resell it because they scratched out the label. So basically, Carrie's not happy. It's Christmas gone wrong. Um, what's the worst Christmas gift you've ever gotten? Um, Probably socks. Yeah. Socks you know are what? like... Toiletries, like toothpaste. Somebody mm-hmm. gave me toilet paper once. <gasps> no! I was like, baby. They were like, well, you guys always run out. I was living with like five people. I had like five roommates and we always ran out of toilet paper. And so somebody just gave us a whole mess of toilet paper. That's not a gift though. That's a like, well, I know you need it. So you got to have it. Yeah. I'm like, baby, you could have just gave us the uh, 20 pack of toilet paper and kept it pushing. All right. Exactly. <laughs> well, by happenstance, leave it to the straight boy to find a blow-up doll. And Maddie is quite fond of said blow-up doll. No. Um, <laughs> Camden finds some pastel fabric, and everyone is very jealous because you know that's the shit you want. Mm-hmm. Now, while unboxing, Willow has some issues with her fingers, so she takes the remains of what people don't want, and she's left with the scraps. I saw some discussions um, about people asking why the show didn't help out the girl if she's dealing with an illness. Is that fair or is this just how the how the breaks? Is that how the show? I mean, going I work? don't know because I'm sitting I was sitting there watching it thinking like there's no y'all don't have workstations, you don't have scissors, you don't have like things laying around, like they have to trim the right. threads off your like garments and stuff. You know, you have your little assistant things, but I don't know, but she also could have like stomped on the box or something. I don't know. Sure. There, well, I, I, I think I think there there have been some of those fans who are like really um really trying to get the drag race out there and be like, well, they're trying they're using Willow's illness for Emmy bait. Why don't they just help her? I'm like, that's not what they're doing. That's not what they're doing, and they don't want to make it. I mean, I don't know, and they could have had a personal conversation with Willow exactly. along the lines of if do you. If we try to, you know, offer you extra help, do you want it? You know, and she probably right. was like, no, like, don't try to, you know, I don't need a leg up. I'm just going to be in the competition like everybody else. Exactly. Meanwhile, if, if Cornbread was there, we know Cornbread would have helped her. <laughs> Cornbread, child, she would have needed, she would have took the help, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it is time to hear from Daya, who is excited because she makes stuff like this. She goes to the thrift stores and feels like it's in her wheelhouse. Her goal is to be in the top and not be safe. Daya knows that she's been a team player and maybe has gotten along with the girls too much, so it's time to be selfish. She will go for Kooky and be like a big baby doll like Jasmine. Yep. Shade. <laughs> yep. Meanwhile, Willow is going to trust her instincts and feel, oh, she's kind of feeling like a baby. And this alerts Daya, who apparently could hear it across the room, and she's like, nope, I claim baby doll. Uh, you can't do that. You can't claim it. Y'all both better be the best baby doll you got. She's like, it's mine. I'm. She's just hungry for a win, and she's got to eat a human. 
<laughs> I could I could see Diabetti eating willow pill. And enjoying herself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Willow has no idea what she's doing. So now it's time for a suspense story. How are you when it comes to making garments? I know um, you are known for some fierce looks. Um, I know you've had some Trinity the Tux looks before. Yes. I mean, I kind of have a basic understanding of how sewing works. Mm -hmm. I'm a whiz with the hot glue gun. And if I have enough time, you won't be able to tell that it's hot glue. You know, I'm going to have a a fascinator, some extra stuff. I will put too much so I can sit there and be like, let's take this off. Let's take this off. Okay, now we got it. I like, I'm an editor. You should have coached Jasmine before she left. Yeah. Could have helped you, sis. <laughs> well, Pull that off, Car- <laughs> Carrie Colby doesn't sew, so she is ready to get the hell out of there. Uh, girl, don't worry. You got a free pass, so it's fine. You're stunning. Hmm. The girls ponder what Michelle Visage is doing with all that stuff. And honestly, same. Like, what, what, what were you buying, Michelle? I mean, she's got kids, you know. That's true. That's true. Carrie isn't sure what she will be doing with three umbrellas and a shower curtain. She thinks this is Bill and I, the science guy experiment. She's failed silence. Uh, how how are you in science? Um, I was pretty good. I liked I thought I wanted to be a doctor until Ooh. I realized going into a residency would leave zero time for music theater. So I just, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> I took the ah, creative route. <laughs> Dr. Godiva, I'm here for it. You know, I can give you a shot or two. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a whiz with insulin shots, you know. There it is. <laughs> well, Jasmine is attracted to the yarn and the bed canopies, and she wants to do something that's not typical Jasmine, so it all feels cohesive. We're going to get a montage of her telling the other girls what she's doing with all the individual items, so it's sounding like, nah, girl, it's not going to be a streamlined look at all. Hodgepodge. Exactly. Angeria says Jasmine has something to prove and she wants to win, but claims she won't be bitter if she doesn't win this time. Wait till that untalked. Yes, ma'am. Now, the girls remember that June and Maddie were in the bottom of the last sewing challenge, and it's bringing about a lot of trauma for Maddie, and she doesn't really want to talk about it, but she knows she's not the best seamstress or has an eye for design, but she's going to try her best. How straight of her. <laughs> Very little engine that could. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if you can't, you can't. It's true. Well, she's got <laughs> colored aprons and thinks she will be doing a colored black garment. She wants to have a cordon outfit with her blow-up doll. I've seen movies like that. Mm-hmm. They're weird. <laughs> I, I don't understand it. Lars and the real girl, people. I, with what she created, it very much gave me um, the Corpse Bride. Like, it needed a little bit more details, but how did you miss something so obvious that you put together yourself? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Rue is going to come by and says, it's bring your daughter to work day. And since Rue says she doesn't have a daughter, cue all the former Rue girls screaming at the TVs being like, "Uh, am I not your daughter? Uh, Rue brought along Carson. And Carson is the fashion expert. So we'll see what happens here. Georges visits Carson and Rue and tells Carson that Georges was born to do drag. It's the child prodigy. Uh, as Carson says, Punky Brewster does drag. Now, before we go on, we must discuss the Instagram story that Georges shared for Valentine's Day. Um, it was a photo with her and two men in matching pajamas in front of a Christmas tree. So either she was adopted and those are her two daddies or is Georges in a thruple? 
I need someone to find out for me because also based on those two men, I might be George's type. So I need my crush. Uh, she is my baby pocket twink. I need her. She is not allowed to be in the throuple. Why, why not me? Why two men? Me. Oh my God. Oh my God. What? <laughs> You look at it, you're like, this does not work out. What is happening here? That's oh my God. Into. I okay. can be her type. Okay. Miss Thing. So someone's got to find out with the thruple, how long they've been together, and how I can steal her away from them. Yes. Or at mm-hmm. least get in between, okay? Uh-huh. Well, so how will George just make sure she's not in the bottom? Well, Rue says being in the bottom won't be the worst thing because she can dance, Mama, and that's the team. With the mauve in yellow, uh, she wants to do something dark because she has lately been doing glamorous. She needs to make it the right fit, and Carson notes that she's been hoisting up her tops because they've been falling down, and it's an easy fix but a huge distraction. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you ever had that problem where your tops are just falling? Yeah. I mean, your garments, not the tops in the bedroom especially when I had, when I was wearing a breastplate consistently, like some things just (laughs) weren't like made to go over a bosom that big and they all have nipples. So it's like, Uh you really have to try and keep, (laughs) Uh or you're just going to be topless. Well, Carson says she's got a lot of cheap items, so she has to make it look elevated. Daya can see that Georgia isn't sure about her materials and thinks Georgia should be thankful that she has a tiny body with not a lot of surface area. Yeah, she's lucky. (laughs) Next up, Carrie Colby brings her mannequin over and Rue thinks it's cute. Carson likes the sculpting. Carrie's sense of style was pulled together because she used to be made fun of. So it was, if she was looking funny, then her clothes needed to look good. Carrie still carries the hurt from it and it pops up every now and then. And she also shares that she has a fear of rejection. It's like, ah, that's relatable. Mm -hmm. Carson knows she always looks great, but poised and reserved in a way that no one can know any holes. He says this is a perfect opportunity to let loose. And Rue says she can reclaim what was taken away from her. And Rue's like, I want that Emmy. Have that moment, please. Yes. Now it's Maddie's turn. And it's a flouncy dress. And Carson says it's a hostess gown in very 70s. And Maddie's like, that's not what I was going for. I was going for 90s color blocking. And Carson's like, oh, and no, no, you really are straight. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, he tells her to go bigger with everything. Uh, you're in drag, man. Rue asked the straight boy if his pussy is on fire and the uncomfortable face that emanated the screen. As Maddie says, it is warming up. Strike a match. Do you think Rue just loves making fun of straight boys? I feel like it. It's been, what, 30 years of it consistently going to malls and like picking on the straights. Like Rue gets lots of pleasure. (laughs) <laughs> are you someone who finds a straight boy and is like I, i'm never gonna have you but i'm gonna flirt with you and make you feel uncomfortable and maybe 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 if you get a little drunk we'll get it on well you know in my tenure i've never had a problem <laughs> <laughs> you know they 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 yeah they have some expectations maybe i don't know um, <laughs> they know what well, they man- want <laughs> Maddie in Confessional says she's here for a reason and it's not because she played it safe in her audition video. It's because she took risks and showed us who she is. And what you are is straight. That is your risk. Period. Come on, bitch, own it. Own it. 
Angeria comes by and she's off, shows off the little fans that she's made for structure. It's less pageant, more fashion. Carson gives her advice that she needs to be careful how she attaches it to the garment so it's not floppy. Um, Angeria, I she she's grown on me. I she's I'm not feeling like she's just the ants character from the cartoon. Yeah. I yeah, and she's I don't know. She's grown. I feel like I'll agree with that. She's growing on me too. Yeah. Angeria. Yeah, Angeria has drapes and they're not stretchy. Why would she do that to herself? Well, there weren't a lot of stretchy things. She's used to things that don't stretch. And I was like, buttholes? <laughs> well, they stretch. They're, yeah, Eventually. it takes a little work. A little work. Um, she just says that the microscope is on her because she's been high every single fucking week. If she doesn't want, she's been high. <laughs> it's now time for a visit from Lady Camden. And Rue loves the lining as it's feeling very Bob Mackie. It is from a kid's pool. It's there to create texture. She says she's made glued together items before but she wants to make something that feels a little more finished Rue flat out tells Camden that she needs bigger lips because they lose her mouth with her strong chin and a strong nose basically Rue says you're a man Maury give me mouth mm-hmm. give me mouth with no wins yet Camden feels close she has the opportunity to get a win she knows she has to give more drama and she has the drive and focus to win now it's Jasmine Kennedy She's joining Carson and Rue, and she brought a lot of stuff with her. Jasmine shares her concept, and it's a halter top with a high slit dress. She wants something very flowy, like Sex and the City, Samantha vibes. Mm-hmm. Carson tells her it could be amazing, just overcomplicated. She doesn't have tons of time and tells her to edit. AKA, what Jasmine heard was nothing. Nothing. She took in none of what they I'm just gonna said. Put, I'm going to do what I already have in my head. <laughs> exactly. Carson reminds her that the first time he saw her was um, oh never mind that's later. Uh, Jasmine, are you are you familiar with her work? Have you met her? Have you worked with her before? Yes, I worked with her a few times. We used to do like drag wars and stuff together mm-hmm. a lot when she yeah. was underage. Um, ah! I never I never knew that. You no know, no I never knew I that. No no never do. What you 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 were good sisters. Good sisters. <laughs> Something like that. Judy. Did you have any? You ever have a dance off? Um, I think we had to lip sync against each other a couple times, a time or two. I couldn't tell nice. you one, but <laughs> <laughs> she's winning now. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, well, listeners, it's been a few weeks. Uh, get out your drinks, take a drink because the return of the baby voice Rue saying "Willow Pill" is back. I thought we were wah, done wah, for the wah. season. I thought we weren't going to hear it again, but Willow Pill, no, can't do it. It's terrible. <laughs> Carson reminds Willow that her first time he saw her was in the ball and tells her that she should be designing for a major major fashion label. Willow's concept is going to be child's nightmare with giant arms. Does she have nightmares often? Well, she's telling Rue that she gets stress dreams about being on Drag Race. Who wouldn't? (laughs) Exactly. So Rue's going to ask her what the middle part's going to be, and she's still figuring it out. Carson says, keep it simple so she can finish. There is no time for slip-ups. Willow's butthole is clenched. Next up, we have Diabetti joining Rue and Carson to share that she is inspired by a pink and yellow puppet. She makes tons of her own stuff. She doesn't go to the fabric store as it's too expensive, so she gets tablecloths. I mean, hey, thrifty queens, they work. You know, need lots of fabric mm-hmm. quickly. Rue was about to dismiss her, but Daya's like, while I have you here, and because I've been safe, like, what do you want to see more from me? 
Carson tells her that she's from the House of Method and there are similarities. The makeup needs to be her own and not evocative of Crystal. He wants to see her special sauce. Ruth sees that as great advice and says she needs to emerge. I mean, she asked the question. She got the answer. She didn't want, but she got an answer. Mm -hmm. You got the answer, boo. Jasmine doesn't think she will grow out of the Crystal Shadow. I think she could. There's still time. Yeah. She'll find it. Hopefully she finds it on the show. Yeah, I mean, what? There's probably, what, 95 more episodes this season? <laughs> well, Carson's going to get the honors to do the hosting duties while he gets to announce the extra special guest judge is Miss Cookie coming in. It's Taraji P. Henson. Are you a yes, fan of ma'am. Miss Taraji P. Henson? I love her. I want her to adopt me and be my mother and, like, let me cook her collard greens. Have like... you asked her yet? No. <laughs> let, let that, let's ask her now. Taraji! Taraji, be my drag mother. Like she got, she got good wardrobe. Hello, and she I think we're about the same size. Too. I think so too. <laughs> well, Carson and Rue were going to do a little bit where Carson curses and Rue curses back, asking her who told her she can say fuck, and it was very uncomfortable. Like, leave the acting to other shows, not this one. Maybe that. All right, well, we are back to sewing, and Willow is struggling as time is her enemy. Her hands aren't working well, so she's getting a little flustered, and it's not working out well. We're going to get a red carpet lesson from Carrie Colby as she tells Angeria what a step and repeat is. It's like when you go to a venue and the billboard behind you with all the sponsors, and Jerry's like, that's too fancy for me. <laughs> Just wait, girl. Your time is coming. 2022. She's going to know uh, what step uh. and repeat is. She's gonna hate them. Oh, honestly, I, I I could I would not be surprised if celebrities are like, I hate these things. Why do we have to keep doing it? Because you have to keep coming back, and it's like, okay, can y'all all just do it at the same time? Yeah, and meanwhile, I'm sure if you're at a step and repeat, you're like, photograph me, daddy. You need another one. Pose. <laughs> so Daya, yes and no, got the critique she asked for. She finds it annoying to be compared to Crystal. It gets to her. Is there anyone that you get compared to? That gets to you. Um, no, I mean, there's another Godiva now, but there I wouldn't is. say I wouldn't say we get compared. Who is she? I don't know her yet. She's on the scene. Is it a baby queen? Yeah, she's a baby baby. All right, Godiva. Um, you got your enemy. What? <laughs> I would not know to call her my enemy, but you know. <laughs> We haven't met There yet. can only be one Godiva in this house. It's going to happen. It's going to happen soon. I'm sure. Like, hey, girl. <laughs> well, Daya doesn't believe she's a carbon copy of Crystal. She comes from the world, but she's different from her. Well, she is going to go on a lighter side in this look. And at the end of the day, Crystal is playful and fun while Daya is dark and grungy, but still a good party fine time, fun time gal. Yeah. She's going to distress it and make it her style. And Carrie's like, you're distressed, Crystal. Girl, are you distressed? You are the distressed bitch in the room. <laughs> she is she got out there eventually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she she she's um not looking great in the edit. No. I mean, there always has to be the one. True. Well, Carrie knows that I is angry at where she's at, and her anger is coming from a place of desperation. Now, Georgia, my little pocket twink. Uh, she is working with her dark blanket and the fur flies everywhere. It's an issue. So as it says, Bosco's thinking that she's given herself a Brazilian and forgot to just dust it off. 
Georges is going to sack her potato sack and Angeria offers her some of her print shower curtain. And Carrie's like, how are you going to take my dress and rewear it like that? Unfortunately, she's not wrong. It looked the same. Same color, same floral fantasy. Yeah. Well, the rest of the girls are freaking out that if Georges is in the bottom, the other girl will go home because she is a dancer. She is the dancing lip sync assassin. Would that be your role on the show? I would try my darndest. I'd say yes, but maybe. You're going to be in the top. I'm just going to do whatever it takes. Well, it is elimination day, and Georges was going through it last night. Now, if you were watching this episode and expecting my little baby pocket twink to be eliminated this week, well, the editors had you hook, line, and sinker and got you believing that was going to happen. Surprise. Surprise. (laughs) She made a new garment last minute, and she just hopes the judges like it. Lady Camden is going to give them the fattest lips you've ever seen. She cannot smell because her lips are in the way of her nostrils. <laughs> oh, funny. So who do they think is struggling? Well, Willow's garment is not finished and Angeria doesn't know if it's just minimal or what. Jasmine thinks Deja should be worried simply because she didn't spend a lot of time on hers. She's just got a bunch of sheets. She is a seamstress, so she will be held in a higher standard. Deja ultimately went with a grease-looking feel as bosco nicely puts it she finds it whelming um if she had her sewing chops she would have done more yeah if don't say you're a sewer if you're gonna give yeah, me yogurt. Gonna, yeah i mean i don't know it, it just maybe it was the luck of the draw for her she just didn't get good like materials to do something or are you supposed to be able to do something wow worthy with whatever you get like or she's just from like the JV of drag in Fresno, California. She's not that good. Very that. Just saying. <laughs> Come on, JV. <laughs> All right. Well, they're going to discuss how great of a shape that Deja has. And Angeria is like, what about my shape? I kid you not. When she turned away from that mirror, it looked like the reboot of Coco Montreal's I'm not joking, bitch face. Look how orange she looked. <laughs> so funny <laughs> georges tells her that no one pads like that anymore and georges is asked to show what a real padded ass looks like and the room turns into her stage angeria jokes that her booty was lopsided Deja shades <laughs> her dia shades her and says that she'll see more of that later when she lip sync girl you gotta be nice to her now because she's gonna get one up on you later hello well the lightheartedness turns to seriousness as Carrie shares she was kicked out at age 15. Her oh. dad didn't like her growing up. She would be told to leave the room because he felt she disgusted him. He didn't want a weak son. He would tell her that she couldn't talk to her because her voice grossed him out. She became used to hearing it at a very early age, but she didn't like who he was and didn't want to be part of her own family. Rough story. Yes, damn. Like, baby... And, like, just to be on the trans path and have to, like, deal with that. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it is it is psychologically damaging. hmm And you'll Birds carry that with hurt. you forever. Absolutely. Jasmine reveals that she never got to come out to her dad as she was outed by one of his friends. It was via Instagram. Her mom knew, and they were hiding it. She was 15. He told her that he was okay with her being gay, but cut out the drag shit. Coming out as a drag queen, almost harder than coming out sometimes. Right? Like, I got over the fact that you're gay, but you're, God forbid you be a cross-dresser. 
He said that he had a preconceived notion of what gay was, and it was six months of fighting or not talking. His girlfriend is what opened him up to the idea. She made him realize Jasmine wasn't a creep or a freak and that drag is an art form and there is something to embrace. They've gotten back to a place to where it was before she came out. And that's really important to hear. That's good. So Maddie's dad knows she does drag. Her dad said, as long as you're happy and as long as you're safe. She says she has not seen her mom since she was 18. They split up when she was a baby. Her grandma helped raise her. She says she can't miss what you didn't have, so she spent a lot of time with her grandma as she lived in the trailer next to her. But that being said, her grandma does not know she does drag, so surprise! Surprise! Meanwhile... Hey, at least you're not gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, team. <laughs> oh, God. Meanwhile, with Lady Camden, she told her dad about being gay as she was being dropped off for ballet boarding school. Shocker. <laughs> i mean that was the funny part like that was a great way to end that segment because i was like that's a good laugh yeah <laughs> all right let's hit it the runway rue waltz in in i'm gonna say it a terrible look i hated it i'm sorry whatever that material was it was too stiff the peplum was too short on her she's a woman of a certain age uh-huh i mean i liked it but just not on, on you it would look great yes that's what i was like i want that for me but like on her mm. Her legs are too long for that look. Mm-hmm. If it was all, right, all we, one piece, I think it would be cuter. Just yeah. the whole dress, like very Barbie. Well, yeah. We have Michelle Visage, Carson Cressley, and Taraji P. Henson. Now, obviously, we got to talk about it. Are you excited for the Color Purple movie musical? Baby, I am. I cannot wait. I need it now. I don't want to wait anymore. Do I we think can... Do we think Taraji is going to be a good Shug Avery? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. I feel like I saw her do it in a TV show that she was in like years ago. She was like, she well, was she was gonna play this part one day. Well, see if she can push the button. I think so. <laughs> All right. Category is Glamazon Prime Time. And in honor of the runway, we are going to play buy or return. Starting off <laughs> with Lady Camden. I would like to report a robbery, please. This was brilliant. The colors are whimsical. She is so lucky she found the colors that match to create this look. She is a pastel mm-hmm. angel from heaven. I love her with the blonde hair. It was the right color for this look. The halo looked a bit cheap. I know why she needed it, but I would have been okay without it. Like it would have read a little more Victoria's Secret Angel. Very but that. she had motion with the fringe from the kiddie pool. They're mm-hmm. not perfectly cut, but the motion makes you forget about it. It was a brilliant look for this challenge and the materials that she found. What did you think? I loved it. I I didn't know all like what to expect, but this was perfect. The wings were perfect. It was perfect. I like that. <laughs> Michelle calls her a vision. She loves the proportions and outline to give it movement when she walked. Rue says she suggested a better bigger lip and says it proportions her face right. Carson says she made a bigger lip and a big impression. He says it's gorgeous and cost me in the best possible way. I'll give it a bye. Bye. Audience, 86% buy, 14% return. Next up, Jasmine Kennedy. I don't hate it. Yes, there are things I would remove, like the ruffle neck and the Dreamcatcher earrings, but they are tied so perfectly into the shoes. It's a very simple look with the draping, and it looks great on her. Maybe after her breakdown of the ball, they expected perfection, but I would not say this was a bad look. Baby, it was the it was the tuck for me. Like it was the tuck, okay. Yeah, I just couldn't. I was like, mm-hmm. meaty. 
Yeah, very meaty. It was a little chunky. But I, I would say I liked the, the, the garment itself, but it was just that part. It was just like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm a turkey girl. So like. Mm-hmm. Carson <laughs> says hats off to her as he wants her to Please. literally take the hat off. He says there are a lot of great ideas, but the look needs to breathe, suggesting to take the hat and dream catchers to go. Michelle loves a halter neck, but thinks the earrings take away from it as they are too big and bulky. She calls it messy. Jasmine says she understands what they're saying. As Coco Chanel says, take two things off before you leave the house. Ruth says just make sure it ain't them titties. <laughs> she wants her titties to look like that. Don't we all? <laughs> I'm going to give it a buy. I liked it, so... Mm, I'll, I'll return it. You're returning it. That's fine. The audience very mixed here. Forty-one percent buy, fifty-nine percent return. Yeah. Next up, Diabetti. I thought this was a really well-crafted look. It's not groundbreaking in the realm of what Diabetti does, but for a design challenge, it's very much like what Charity Case did. It was exactly what you expected it to be. I think the colors worked brilliantly and her inclusion of the hand puppet was really cute as she gave herself giant eyeball glasses to match. She's lucky she had the wig with her because it was the perfect pair with the colors she was working with. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good look. It's a top look. The show just needed the janification of diabetes. <laughs> Very that. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah, I live for it. I thought it was cute. That puppet was like, she was lucky. That puppet. <laughs> uh-huh. Very lucky. Are are you a fan of puppets? Would you incorporate a puppet into your yeah, life? like a cute little puppet? I think they're cute. They they don't scare me. I'm not afraid of puppets. So like if I had a little and we could be cutesy and match, that would be everything. It'd I'm be here like for it. Kawaii anime girl, their little puppet. I'm gonna give this a buy. I liked it. I'll I'll say bye too. Audience, 67% buy, 33% return. I was shocked by that result, but okay, okay. Very that. All right, next up, Maddie Morphosis. Listen, mm. camp can be glamour if it's done right. Maddie has little perception of how to achieve this with this look, and that was what her downfall was. She could have been a patchwork hillbilly princess if she sold this story. Because her pieces were so giant, the construction was a bit haphazard, and you could tell that the scrunchies were not for the aesthetic but for flaws. Mm-mm. I think the right camp queen could have made this a top two, but alas, she is straight and her fashion game is weak. <laughs> yeah, no, this wasn't it. Like, you could have did three little black yarn stitches and been the corpse bride, but, like, that would be the only concept that would have saved this. Like, no. Mm-hmm. With Carson. A- yeah, Carson has daddy issues. He knows she's going for comedy, but he doesn't understand the outfit. Maddie's going to say that the story is giving a ragtag homemade country. So she is a girl who went and got scraps to put together to go out square dancing. And Carson didn't get it from the presentation. Mm-hmm. Ruth says to be careful with props and drag as she felt it was distracting away from the outfit. Michelle says the weird length that's not good, not to the ground, doesn't work. She says the slant of the skirt and the edges being unfinished made it hard to look at. Taraji says she likes her idea of being funny as fashion needs it, but she wishes that she paid more attention to the details. Oh, and put gold chain on Poppy. (laughs) It's a return for me. Go away. Very return. Audience, 13% by 87% return. I mean, I'm I'm kind of from the country adjacent, mm-hmm. 
And I had never seen nothing like that before. Yeah. I've seen the used tablecloths. No. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Willow Pill. If you had Willow follow Daya in a runway show, I could believe that they are from the same collection. Mm-hmm. That being said, I think it's a cute concept. You could tell she spent the majority of her time focusing on the arms and not mm-hmm. the center part of her look. The colors are working together and her beat is brilliant. She's serving you a sweet monster in the closet. Uh, I know that she has done a look like this in the past. She posted it on social media. So she had the inspiration. She knew what she was going to do. I just think the execution is why she landed where she did. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it could have been a top look. Yeah. Because you even in the picture, you can kind of see where she spent so much time on the sleeve little jacket thing. And the yeah. dress is just coming apart. Yeah. But it's cute. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy it. Yeah, I'll buy it. It's very like Monsters Inc., like mm-hmm. the friendly monster under your bed. Audience 87% buy, 13% return. Next, we have Bosco. She's serving you androgynous glam rock star, but it's not as great as she wants us to believe. She's giving you Bowie inspiration with the look, and I kind of love it. I think the bodice is not aesthetically pleasing and the pants were smart to do with this look. Um, Davina DeCampo did it first. They just needed to be fitted a little better. They were just Mm -hmm. wide and giant. That being said, I love that she has used so many items we've seen in iconic uh, design challenges before and repurposed them in a way that we have not seen. Yeah, I like that. It was very like Dragon Ball Z meets like Mm -hmm. pop, meets like Bowie. But yeah, those tarpy pants. They were very tarpy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll give it a buy. Yeah, I'll give it a buy. The audience, 83% buy, 17% return. Also, shout out Bosco. Um, congratulations. She came out as trans this week. Uh, yes. So so proud and give her some love. Next, we have Deja Sky. All right. Someone's got to help me out with Deja. I want to like Deja. I'm trying. I'm really trying. She is easily the most underwhelming contestant this season. Very, like, we have, we lost Alyssa Hunter for her. Like, yeah. come on. Give it's us a little bit more. Well. Exactly. It's constructed well. She did it. It's draped in a way that does not showcase her curves. It just sits there. Would removing the cheap gold from her wrist and shoulder and head help? Maybe a little, but then you, there would be no excitement from the random color block fabric. Deja right. needs to push it or she's going to disappear soon. Yeah. I mean, and this the secret is if you get tablecloths, they're already hemmed. So it's that's less work that you have to do. That is the tea. So like, baby, you could have put a little more off into it. Mm-hmm. Carson says, and then there's Mauve. He says the color story of mauves and pinks work. It makes her look and feel gorgeous. Taraji calls it so sheet. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Michelle says the fan and headpiece are so cheap and takes away from the whole look and tells her to pull out of the situation and look herself. I'm going to give it a return. I'm not here for it. Mm. Yeah, no. I'll the audience return return. not loving it. 11% buy, 89% return for a seamstress. Yeah, girl. And you didn't have to him. You should have you should have mm-hmm. wowed us, honey. <laughs> Next up is Angeria. She is that bitch. She made a little black dress look red carpet ready. I love how she only has two colors, makes them pair perfectly. The drama with the fans worked to her advantage. Thankfully, they didn't fold on her. I adore the hair she picks. It's modern and complements her face so well. This is simply a knockout. Yeah. 
She looks great. I love the little black dress. The fans are gorgeous. She's gorgeous. I can see you wearing this. Yes, I would definitely wear this. Maybe not to dance in, but you'd wear it. Oh, no. This is just, you know, your meeting. We're going to the meeting. Like, here. Mm -hmm. Taraji hears her saying the champagne has burned. She wowed her. Carson calls a classy, bougie snatch. He says it looks like this is the most beautiful taffeta. It's a buy for me. I will buy this anytime. (laughs) Audience, 85% buy, 15% return. Georges, while I am still upset at her for having two daddies, and I'm not one of them, she does look cute. Um, As the meme went around, Serena Chacha opened so many doors for her. Yes. It's fine. It's not special. It's safe at best. The colors she has worked brilliantly together, I think that's what made it appealing. Um, But you have girls who have completely transformed these unconventional items to create brilliant looks. She has straight to shower curtain on her petite body and glued cookie cutters to it and made the look work for her. The execution element is not the same. And I would have docked some points for that. Again, it's safe. Not, not, it's not bad. It's safe. Right. What did you actually make? You know, right. There's definitely more gluing than making. Yeah. Oh, this show frustrates people. <laughs> Carson was worried in the workroom, but he was so thrilled to see her not wear what she was working on. He <laughs> says this is edited and elevated. Taraji hated it that it wasn't on her and says she could see Beyonce in it. Michelle says it's simple and says simple is smart. Real reminds her that she was in the bottom and she has redeemed herself. Georges is going to share that Angeria had the extra fabric and saved her life. Rue tells her she doesn't know who taught her how to put herself together, but they deserve a percentage of her earnings. Rue wants to see her performing it, and Georges is like, I was ready to do so. It's a buy for me. I'll buy it. It looks like you could buy it. Yeah. This is for sale. Uh, Fashion Nova. There you go. It's the truth. The audience, 58% buy, 42% return, so they were not thrilled that she did well. And finally, we got Kara Colby. She is beautiful. No one will ever take that away from her. What she has presented should have been in the bottom. It is hodgepodge. Put this on vinegar strokes and she would have gone home and again. The white braided element completely took away focus from the beating she did. I remember in the walkthrough seeing this stunning sculpted umbrella that she turned out. It had no shape to it. There's no drama. I'm going to say it. She's been getting a lot of free passes. The only thing that I appreciate in this look is that she went with a synthetic hair color. Mm-hmm. A little shake and go. It's shook and good. <laughs> what did you think of this look? Garbage. Like, I don't know. It just, it's not flattering. No. It, it, it sits too low. Like, you know. It's, it's a return. It's all of the burn it. Let's recycle hot, okay? Shockingly, Carrie Colby, 15% buy, 85% return. The audience hated it. It just looked chonky. Like, it's not... Yeah. Mm-mm. Not cute. Not cute. Well, Rue calls Daya, Willow, Bosco, and Carrie forward as they are safe, leaving Camden, Georges, Deja, Maddie, and Jerry, and Jasmine as the tops and bottoms. Do you agree? Because I sure don't. Yeah, no. We could have swapped... <laughs> we could have swapped out... Um, I put Di in the top and Georges in the safe. Yeah, we could have swapped out Carrie and Jasmine too, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. I agree. RuPaul! Say, it still would have been the same outcome in my opinion, but, Probably. you know. I agree. 
Well, it is decision time. Rio has decided to make the fandom have a mental breakdown again and names Georges the winner of the week, leaving Lady Camden, Angeria, and Deja as safe with Jasmine and Maddie in the bottom. I mean, Lady Camden got robbed. I don't know how she yeah. lost. I don't yeah. understand it. Especially for the, the hot glue princess. Like, you know, right. that shoot. Daya is going to tell us that she does not think it is top material. It doesn't even think it's portraying anything, but George is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Before we get into that lip sync, the show decides us to tease into Untucked as Jasmine and Maddie got into it. Don't worry, we are going to discuss it all, but first we got a lip sync. Okay. The song that Maddie thinks she will sell the fuck out of is Sugar Mama by Beyonce. What a horrible song choice for the straight boy and the whitest white queen on stage. Baby. What were they thinking? <laughs> well, I don't what well, my girl gave. She, okay. <laughs> it was an annihilation by Jasmine. Like in the presentation that Maddie gave, she stood no chance. You can never know. This is the test. You cannot pit a gay person and Beyonce against a straight person and Beyonce, period. It will never work. (laughs) Like, I really, I really wish, give give Jasmine a challenge. Let it have been Nickelback and see what happened. (laughs) Oh, God. I mean. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What if that would have (laughs) happened? I would have lived. Uh, hey, I listen, we just got too. we got the Venga boys on UK versus the world. Anything is possible at this point. Anything is possible. I think wow. any smart queen in the look that Maddie was wearing could have been able to bring a hilarious performance that could have given Jasmine a run for her money. But Maddie was just out of her elements. She's mm-hmm. got a lot of work to do if she wants to be a camp queen. Exactly. You want to play with the big boys, baby. The big I, girls. I, 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 I think the big that, girls. I, I, I think the thing really is, I mean, she's from a small town. She doesn't have access. Yes, that's the word. It, it, she doesn't have the access that you do in New York, where you can see so much diversity when it comes to at least comedy and camp mm-hmm. in, in drag. Um, I'm not going to say that she can't grow and learn. She can definitely grow and be a great performer. She's got, to put she's got a lot of work. It. Exactly. She's got a lot of work to do. And I think touring the world is going to be great for her. Mm-hmm. She'll learn so much. Well, come on, girl. Come on, sis. <laughs> yeah. And she, I think she's going to be in Brooklyn next week. Uh oh. Come on, Brooklyn. 3DB. Yes. Ooh. Okay. Jasmine stays as Maddie's fate rests in the hands of the drag gods, and it is sad drum bone time. It's chocolate. The straight experiment of drag race has concluded. Also, Rue sends her off with a line, a lyric from the musical Wicked. She did that. <laughs> she was like, I'm going to try one more time to make you gay. Didn't work. <laughs> Can't. Maddie's departing words are, I want you to remember me by two simple words. It doesn't matter which two, as long as they're simple. I was like, okay, see, you are smart. You are, you know what to do. Let's apply it to the drag element. You got the chops, babe. Got the chops. Just got to use those ingredients right. It's true. All right. Let's, let's, let's. Untucked finally picked up six episodes in. We, were, we finally got some action. Yes. Diabetti is not happy. She has put so much time and emotion on this runway. She will focus on her. 
Carrie keeps up ending safe and is feeling some type of way, but she didn't come here to be safe. Once they're in the workroom, Willow is confused. Daya doesn't know how it will play out as she doesn't even know where anyone landed. <laughs> Carrie knows they'll be for sure there next week, but she's also just sick of being safe. Bosco thinks there were a lot of strong outfits in their group and not to mince words, she doesn't know where Jasmine and Deja are as she felt they would just have been safe. Daya's hearing the name Jasmine sets her off complaining that she just wrapped fabric around her body with a belt. She isn't body shaming, but she finds it annoying when someone has a perfect physique and they can go out there like that and she could not do that. Facts are facts. Like you, Godiva, she'll do that. You could, put a, you could put a piece of fabric on your body and look amazing. I could not. People I would mean, shield their eyes. The piece of fabric still has to be draped in a flattering manner. You know. That's fair. That's fair. You know. You can't just toss it on. <laughs> started with this idea in her head. She had a concept with a puppet and no shade to those who just used the body shapers. She had a conceptual idea. She not only made an outfit, she made socks, shoes, and accessories <laughs> and eyeballs. Don't forget the eyeballs. How could you forget those eyeballs? They're she perfect. You need to sell those. It really was the, that. That should be her merch. It really yes, was the little glasses to me. They were so cute. I was like, that's mm-hmm. it. That's it. Carrie calls Daya's look professionally made as something she would have brought. Daya feels disheartened starting from scrap compared to someone who has a nice pretty garment. She had a story the others didn't. Bosco's going to give Daya some peace of mind that Jasmine is not in the top, and I think that did relieve her a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Daya knows that she doesn't know if she would have won, as they all say Lady Camden's was killer, but she at least wouldn't have been in the safe zone. She will be interested to see who will be in the top, because if it is a girl who just glued shit to her bodysuit, she's going to be pissed. <laughs> Very <Ready>. bad. <laughs> yeah, ready. Willow is feeling happy to be safe as she was freaking out. She would have had to lip sync in a very uncomfortable outfit. She knows she didn't have clean edges and it wasn't crafty. She is just happy with her concept and thinks she had the best concept, which makes Daya be like, what was that concept? And she's like, child stuffed animal and nightmare bear. Very me. (laughs) Very her. Oh, okay. But Daya was ready to jump down her throat and eat her. Daya was pissed. Bosco is happy with what she did. Daya says it's cohesive. Carrie says, oop, at first, but as she shaped things around that bodice, she's found it to be sickening. Bosco says she loves the 80s and wanted to have a Billy Idol moment. Carrie now shames Bosco's rat tail and says that's what kept her out of the top. T, I hate rat tails. Me too. They're so ugly. I had one when I was a kid. No! <laughs> listen, listen, as a child of the 90s, I know many boys that had the rat tails. It was my was like, mom. Why? It wasn't me. So it was like, why? Just cut it off. <laughs> what? You're going to have a rat tail down your back and no hair. Just silly. Silliness. Well, the tops and bottoms arrive. And before anyone says the word, Jasmine announces that she is in the bottom. Oh, boy. Get that popcorn ready. Here we go. Carrie tells Mouth Almighty she has 30 seconds to explain what happened, and Jasmine's like, okay, go. They love my top. They hate my hat. And Carrie knows that Jasmine wanted an opportunity to perform, and she got it. <laughs> George just was gagged because she thought they'd hate it and roast and toast her ass, but leave it to Bitter Deja to share that George is, in fact, in the top. Angeria says they loved hers and was so glad to hear that Taraji praised her. And Maddie says that they told her that she had one of the most amazing things they had ever 
that has ever graced Drag Race. We cut to commercial, and I was like, oh, we got Comedy Queen now. Because mm-hmm. that's not true. Uh-huh. When we get back from commercial, she finishes her statement and says then she woke up. At least she's aware how bad it was. Yeah. Because there have you definitely been delusional know. girls who don't know. It didn't even look good on your own body. Like, let it let it go. Mm-hmm. She knows they hated it and they didn't get it. She knows she's 100% at the bottom and she thinks Jasmine will join her. Maddie is just going to try to boost herself up and say that she's going in with the same attitude she sent one person home with. She'll do it again. She knows what she does and what she presents. And this apparently ticks Jasmine off who responds with anything else. Okay, listen. (laughs) Let Maddie have her moment. She's allowed to feel her own way. When Angeria jokes that she basically said she will slay her, the room bursts out in laughter. Maddie gets defensive, and Jasmine, I know some will disagree, starts to antagonize Maddie. I am not defending Jasmine here. I can't do it. This was not cute. I mean, I would have jumped on her. I would have jumped on Miss Maddie, too. You know, it's That's just, fair. I've watched when that nerve got plucked with Jasmine. Oh, yeah. Like, wait a minute, baby. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. <laughs> Maddie tries to clarify that she is going to slay the lip sync and tells Jasmine that she hopes she does amazing. Well, Jasmine attitude gets Maddie feeling a certain type of way to which she tells her that she hopes Jasmine does the second best lip sync of the night. Okay. So here's my take. Maddie is at least trying to spin it to be a little positive about them and not each other. And Jasmine is taking it in a way where she feels Maddie is just coming for her. Mm-hmm. Deja is then going to pop in with he's here. He's not queer. He's not going anywhere. Okay, I'm gonna we're gonna go on a tangent for a second. <laughs> Funny, but also this is why at the top of the season on the preview podcast I asked about the pronouns for Maddie. Is it okay to refer to Maddie as he when Maddie is in drag? It's very controversial because we shouldn't, but at the same time, me as a gay person, if I went to a straight person and said, uh, oh, she looks great, he, he got punched in the face. Right. It's very, very hard here to know what the right thing to do is. To navigate. Um, And we haven't been instructed by the show or by Maddie on the show to know that. So in a way, Deja's comments are kind of offensive, but maybe not. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Again, it's like, what straight guy wants you to call her her? Exactly. But if you look like a her, I don't know. What do you... It's Yeah, now we finally get a taste of the confusion. (laughs) Well, Jasmine is here to make NYC look arrogant as she says she's not worried about the lip sync as she does this on a daily basis in New York City as it is her bread and butter. Well, Maddie is clearly frustrated. So when Jasmine says she's not worried about Maddie, the fire in her says you should. And that causes Jasmine to be a little bit more nasty and say what about what? It's uncalled for. She didn't need to hit that low. Maddie reminds her that she's in the bottom as well. And Jasmine's like, well, what I'm selling is what I'm selling. It's not what she's selling. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a little disrespectful. It's, I get it. But we have we there's a history of, you know, fashion and pageant queens belittling comedy and camp queens. It's just not fair. They come from two very different worlds, two different, different perspectives of the drag. And that's okay. It's Yeah, we could coexist. 
Also, pass around Daya's glasses game is in full effect as we get to see Carrie and Bosco wear them as this fight is happening. And I was like, this is the best part about it. Because, like, this is all uncomfortable. If I were in that room, I'd be like, I don't know what to do. Get me out of <laughs> like, here. Like, walking around in the crowd, like, <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? Again, and you can't see out of the glasses, so you might as well just see nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jasmine. I really do. But the personal digs, I felt like, were just a little bit unwarranted. And it kind of showed her age. She showed us how a 22 reacts under pressure. It's not cute. It's not a good look. I'm sure she wasn't thrilled watching it back. That mm-hmm. being said, she's in a pressure cooker. It's inevitable to get heated like that. Mm-hmm. But this is our first untucked fight of season 14. And you know what? It was good TV. It was good TV. It was not as scary as um, Tamisha Iman versus Candy Muse, where mm-hmm. you thought one of them was going to knock the other out. Um, this was just a good verbal fight. Good, you know, good little good old-fashioned war of the words. I'm sure you and Sickatrix have had these fights before. Oh, yes. <laughs> this gets a little snarky, and it's like, wait a minute. And you won every time, right? No, Bob, she's, getting, she's learning. <laughs> she's learning from the dog. <laughs> well, when Camden responds with I love drag, it really shows how uncomfortable the vibe was. Like, should anyone come for either of them in their fe- defense? I don't think they, and, uh, any, everyone should stay quiet. They did a j- good job there. But yeah. also, you don't want to see it get personal, and it kind of did. And that's that's when you see the ugly side of drag. Yep, that's when it happens. Well, Maddie's going to try to go give Jasmine a hug, and she coldly rejects it, and it's kind of bitchy. And Jasmine says, she's not that type of girl and then it's Angeria who's like, no, take the hug. Take the hug. I don't know. Well, I'll hug you after I send you home on the runway. And then Taraji <laughs> shows up. How much you want to bet that Taraji was watching from a monitor backstage? She saw this all coming. Uh, she was ready. <laughs> she was like, I can't, I'm not going in there. Let this happen. I'm not going that in there. I want to watch it. She's like, this, <laughs> this is great TV. <laughs> exactly. Well, Carrie tells her that she just missed it. And they're like, they had an empire moment. <laughs> I never watched Empire. Did you watch Empire? Oh, yes. Every episode. I loved Empire. Who was your favorite character? Definitely Cookie. Taraji. Yeah. She mm-hmm. hands down. Well, Taraji is going to have a really incredible talk. I don't know if this is what the talk would have been had the fight not happened, but I'm kind of glad it did because her, her words of advice were brilliant. Mm-hmm. Taraji tells them that this is just a learning experience and it's part of their life. She tells them she doesn't see any losers and they lasted this long. These are all wins. She shares that she didn't get into theater school and she thought that meant that she wasn't going to be an actor. If she stuck to that, she wouldn't be where she is. She found her way to the arts and that's how she lasted so long. She knows that some of those kids who did go to that school, who they? Working at the corner store, honey. Now, Taraji is apparently also a drag race historian like myself and reminds them how Rue brought Shangela back and look what happened to her. She tells them to look at the positive just because the door is closed or you've been told no, it could be the blessing in disguise. Nose is what put her where she is today. The girls love this advice they got and now it's time to battle. I really loved what Taraji had to say here. I really did. I think this was really important. Yeah, very well said and very like, a lot of people need to hear stuff like that, you know? Absolutely. I mean, and you got to see, maybe it was because of the fight, but Jasmine was getting emotional. Mm-hmm. It really hit her. It really affected her. Well, Jasmine is ready to show that Maddie is not staying, and it's because of her she is not staying. Maddie knows anything can happen. She's only thinking about what she's going to do. It's her moment, and she's not going to go home right now. 
as the girls start to walk to the main stage, George just tells Maddie that she loves her and she's happy she got to meet her. And Maddie's like, you're treating me like I'm leaving. She knows. They all knew. <laughs> yeah. They all knew. She already knew. <laughs> Baby, Baby Twink made an oopsie. It's one last look at Murder on the Dance Floor where Maddie was destroyed. Maddie is on a roller coaster of emotion and is taking it hard blaming herself. Now, she's going to walk into the workroom to pack up wearing a hat that says Femme. Not a joke, just a statement. <laughs> Maddie is happy that she got to experience what she did. She never thought she'd get any further west than Oklahoma. She had an idea of what she was and her drag persona, but she learned more about herself and what Maddie is to her. She didn't have the pressure of what a heterosexual would do on this show, but her drag is indicative of her and what she wants to represent. She hopes she can show other straight guys watching the show with their girlfriends to live their lives and do them. I was like, okay, that statement's weird. Please don't say it mm-hmm. again. Till next time, mm-hmm. have fun snuggling your cats and your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Well, I got some burning questions for you. Are you ready to wrap this up? Yes. What is Maddie's legacy? Girl. Ooh. I don't know. I mean, she has some pretty, some pretty good sickening looks. I don't know if she's that great of a performer, but... She has some good concepts and stuff, so I get I, it. I, I think she's just going to be remembered for, for being the token straight guy and the experiment the that went meh. Yeah. And that sucks that the experiment went meh and not one way or the other. Like, exactly. At least, at least get some good publicity. <laughs> I do hope she grows and learns. Will we ever see her on an all-star season? I think it's a Probably stretch. Yeah. I think it's a big stretch. All right. Well, next week we have an acting challenge. Who are we worried about and why should we worry about Carrie Colby? I don't know. She doesn't strike me as very someone who's going to bring a different character that's alive because her Carrie's not really even a character, you know? Carrie is going to struggle. I can feel it. I mean, based on everyone else in that room, maybe Georges will have some issues again, but oh boy, I see Carrie. The pretty Carrie girl. Yeah. Yeah. Well, after six episodes, the winner of the season is. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm bad at like choosing. I really don't. For me (laughs) right now, I feel like we're still sticking in that world where it could go to Angeria. It can go to Willow. They're both doing very, very well. Angeria has been higher or winning every week. Willow's getting the storylines. I think both of them would be great winners right now. Yeah, I think definitely front runners for the top three. But uh, as I've said many times, Rue loves a funny British girl. Lady Camden, two weeks in a row, very could have well could have yeah, won. She's doing good. She's doing a great job. Like as long as you know, they like to see the um uh, the growth. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you snatch a little growth in there and still keep delivering consistently. I can see a lady Camden win from behind. I'll take it. I'm happy. You're going to give a UK princess the American crown. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> All right. Well, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects coming up you, know, you want to play? Yes, I'm all romancing Godiva on all social and many platforms. Um, you can find me most weekends at Lucky Chang's. And I, you know, I have a little, I have a few tricks up my sleeve coming up this summer. So keep your eyes out. Your ears Amazing. Open. <laughs> well, it was a pleasure catching up and talking to you. And thanks for being here. Yes. Thank you for having me. I had so much fun.